This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Talking a little baseball, talking some Mets, talking some Yankees. It's Damer and Hardesty in for Anita on ESPN New York Tonight Special Edition. Still talking to you at 1-800-919-3776. Also be a Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain Flying Solo. We're here until the fine line with Joe Wiz at midnight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Gordon. Larry, you know, when they brought it to us that we were going to be doing this show on Friday night, I thought, well, that's great. Uh, you know, another chance that we haven't really had a lot of shows together recently. So this kind of nope. gets us back into the flow of things. A Friday mm-hmm. night, Larry and I hanging out together. Mm-hmm. I thought it seemed like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Little did I know. <laughs> Little did I know, Larry. Mm-hmm. The torment that is my life as a Yankee fan. Yes. Oh, my God, this team. This team, they, it, it, I, I'm going to go out on the limb. Go ahead. This might not be a popular opinion, but I'm starting to think the Yankees aren't as good as the Red Sox. Really? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're as good, Larry. I, you know, I don't think that they're as good as the Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox do all the right things, and the Yankees don't, including hitting. Where are all the calls now about, you know, let's play some more small ball. You know what? I'd rather play a little long ball once in a while. Can we get a little bit more long ball? Because right now, with one run on four hits, that's what the Yankees need is a couple more home runs. And I don't think that they're coming tonight. That's for sure. Would you say that there is a great distance between the Yankees and Red Sox? Talent-wise? Um, well, look, in terms of talent, you know, based on what this team is right now, without Aaron Judge, you know, missing some of the stars that they have, yeah, I think that there is a pretty good. But I mean, it's it's almost like the Rays, you know, the Red mm. Sox and Rays. They are just better at operating a baseball. Th- you know, it's not just about talent; it's about maximizing the production from that talent. And it feels like the Yankees don't do that a lot because you look at, you know, you look at the roster. There's still there's still some talent there, but it doesn't seem to really pay off in ways where the Red Sox have got like perfect example tonight. Starter has to leave the game early on. This kid comes in uh, that most people have never heard of before, and he shuts down the Yankees. And yeah. the Yankees have a history of doing. The Yankees True. are great at making guys you've never heard of look like Cy Young. I and mean, they do that it. on a regular basis. <laughs> they've always done it. I mean, yeah. I don't care who's in the lineup, whether it's Jeter, whether it's A-Rod. You know, they've always done it. It's, it's, it's been one of the most questionable, maddening, frustrating things, I think, as a Yankee fan you can have. And when covering the Yankees, it's something that just I just never could figure out. Why is it that – what happens to the scouting? You don't have the right scouting for this guy? You, you, I mean, you know, what is uh, it? You know, it's not even always a situation like tonight where a guy came in that wasn't expected to start. Sometimes it's the guy who's starting. Yeah. Right, like that happens a ton of times as well. It can be some guy who's starting that they have not seen before, and boy, oh boy, they just never figure them out. And uh, Devers just hit another home run, so uh, this one is uh, all but over. But um, kind of feels that way with the Yankee season, you know, because they had that opportunity early on, and uh, Rodriguez had to leave, and the kid Valdez came in and uh, took care of things. And it's not like he's been, you know, it's not like he's one of these guys that has been great. And other times, he came into the night, I think, with an ERA of about four and a half. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but for whatever reason, the Yankees' offense, and that's where, I mean, for all the talk that we have about this thing being wrong, the bullpen, there's a lot of areas where things have popped up. Just about every area, things have popped up for the Yankees this year. But it's been primarily the offense. And, and yes. you take a look at a, you know, a lineup tonight that has LeMayhew, it has Stanton, it has Sanchez, it has Torres, but it also has, uh, you know, it has uh, his Gardner. Allen. Mm-hmm. Allen, Florial, Lamar, Gittens. You know, you, you, yeah. you know, for as nice as those stories are, you're hoping that maybe one of those guys might actually be a piece for the next few weeks. But the chances are all of them are not going to be pieces for the next few weeks. And Gardner's been terrible basically the entire season. I know that everybody now is trying to point out like Rugnit Odor has been sensational. He's been good for like a month. All the other time, he has also played and has not been that good. So it's all about the Yankee offense. They have not scored runs consistently enough. And you could have said before the season, if the Yankees don't score runs, the Yankees are doomed. And the Yankees have not scored runs consistently this season. The offense has never really been right. And they have been essentially doomed. Yeah, it, it it's really been it's really been a mystery as to why – None of your primetime guys have been able to go on an extended run where they could carry it, carry an offense, right? And and they've done that previously, yeah. and they've not done that this year. And when you compare them with the Red Sox and Tampa, Gordon, is something that we talk about all the time. It's the ability for these teams to be able to beat you more than one way. The Yankees yeah. have only one way to beat you, and that is the frustrating thing. And that's why you hear so many people talking about, oh, they're bunt, 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 bunt. I mean, K almost lost his mind today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, there's situations for that. things, and it's not, you know, bunt is never is not always the wrong situation. It could be overused. It can be underused. It depends. Um, but there's no thing that's, you know, bunting is not right every single time. Mm-mm. I know people have gotten that uh, into their, you know, into their heads. But, uh, yeah, this offense is just, it's terrible. I mean, you know, when you have, when the guys that you're counting on, LeMayhew, bad season, right? Yeah. Um, Sanchez has had his moments, but, you know, it, it, it's nice that he has come back from where he was. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's still hitting 220, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Stanton has been, you know, he had that one stretch where I think it was a week and a half, two weeks where he kind of carried the team. Outside of that, he's been just kind of pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Glaber Torres has been abysmal, abysmal. Yeah. He has been terrible basically the entire season. And those are the guys you're counting on. Right. I mean, and those are the guys you're really relying on. It's all the other, you know, Odor and, and, and Gardner and Gittens and Lamar and Florial and Tyler Wade when he plays. I mean, it's just uh, it's a mess. Yeah, and you don't expect things from them because they're not supposed to be in there all the time and they're not nope. supposed to be your primetime guys. So whatever you get from them right. is it's a, a bonus. bonus. Yep, absolutely. You're not depending on them to to be the primetime carriers for your for your lineup. So. That's been the problem, and unfortunately, because nobody has gotten hot, nobody has protection in the lineup. So you can pitch around anybody. You, I mean, and, and the way they've struggled, you don't have to pitch around them at all. You've been able to just – they've gotten themselves out on a number of different plays, and even when they look like they're starting to do something, another injury pops up, right? Now you got Sanchez left the game tonight. So you know, yeah, what's going you know, on with him up now? There, right? no, nobody in their right mind, as much as we crush Aaron Boone, not even Aaron Boone is saying, you know what, let's get – Sanchez is bad out of the lineup and put uh, Rob Brantley back in there. So obviously something is up there. Uh, we'll have to wait for after the game to find that out. But uh, unless the Yankees can somehow maybe uh, trade Araldis Chapman to the Red Sox during this game, then maybe there's a chance they might be able to pull it out. Other than that, though, 
the season is uh, flittering by. It is, and it's you know what I think, and you may not like to hear this, and Yankee fans may not like to hear this. Although many Yankee fans have called us Gordon and just said, quite frankly, this is team. This team's not going to go very far, right? But maybe that's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, you know, I, you need to be really bad before something. You know what? We got to change this. What we're doing here is not working. Yeah, and and and, and I will say this right now because this is going to happen whenever it is that this Yankee season ends. There will be excuse making of well, you know, the COVID stuff, you know, the injury stuff, uh, you know, some guys they didn't produce. Uh, the way we expected to, there were some, you know, this this problem or that problem that couldn't have been expected. The Yankee brass, the ownership, and the front office told you what they thought about this team. They're not adding anything to this team. So I don't want to hear about, well, you know, we could have went on a run. This is the team that has been basically the entire season. Tonight is the, what, the 96th game of the season? Mm. There's not that much time left. This is the team. So don't give me any of the excuses about it was COVID. It was this thing. It was that thing. This is who you are. The old Bill Parcells, your record is what it it says you are. This is who the Yankees are. And you're right. This might have to be uh, a bottoming out. That might actually be the better thing that will happen. But I'm guessing that's not actually what will happen. They'll explain it away. It was this thing. It was that thing. It was the injuries. The pitching didn't hold up like we expected it to. The bullpen, which has been so reliable, had its warts. Chapman's an all-star, and he melted down. You know, they'll, they'll explain it away in all these different strange ways that are not, I mean, they're not 100% wrong, but this is the team they are. You, you can't avoid that. It's true, and the other thing about this, it's not just this year. No. I mean, I know we, we yep. put an asterisk to last season, but remember, the Yankees almost didn't make the playoffs last season. They went through a stretch where they looked like they didn't know how to play baseball. Yeah, and if they hadn't expanded the field last year, the Yankees wouldn't have made it. Now, they can say, well, you know, if it was only this many teams, we would have more. It's clear at this point there are diminishing returns with this team. The team that you thought you had 2017, 2018, 2019, I don't know where the peak was. But this group has peaked, yeah. and there's not a whole lot of wig- – I don't think that there's a whole lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of contracts coming off the books after this year. So the Yankees are going to have some very tough decisions to make and not decisions that are clear-cut. You know, sometimes you have a team where it's clear this guy got to go, that guy's got to go. I-, I don't know that there's clear-cut decisions to be made. I, I would expect that. One of them is that Glaber is going to move back to second base, but that Sounds opens like up it. another whole Pandora's box of where do you go from there? Sounds like it. Sounds like yeah. there's going to That's be That's one a of the more clear-cut stops. ones, yeah. Yeah, sounds like there's going to be a new shortstop. And you know what? There may be a new first baseman because if Voight can come back, and obviously you're not going to trade him because any hope that you have, you need him in your lineup. Mm-hmm. But if he comes back and is you know, decent, he could be on the move because you could put LeMahieu at first. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have those are the tough decisions. The moving of Glaber is the easy thing. Yes, it's all yeah. the other offshoots of that that is going to be far more difficult. And the balance in center field, we we paid Aaron Hicks all this money, but we yeah. also realize that he doesn't play a lot. So what do we do? Do we do we? We're not going to move him. Nobody's going to take him. No. So, but what are you going to do? That means you really have to look for a very talented backup that you expect is going to play maybe Gordon maybe a hundred games. 
Yeah, I mean that's the history, right? The, yeah. the the best the best predictor of the future events is past events, and uh, Aaron Hicks has never really been able to stick outside of the one year that got him the contract. Has never really been able to stay healthy, and the backup plan next year cannot be Brett Gardner. No, it can't be. I mean, come on, it, it, enough is enough. You know, I mean he. He deserves a nice watch, though, for what he put in this year. I mean, he was Look, available. He, he, yeah, he didn't no, produce, he's, but he's he was playing available. quite a he bit. Saved your life. Yeah, I mean, he's playing quite a bit, but I mean, it, at the same time, he's he's doing so with an average of one ninety four and and a non base percentage of basically three hundred. So the bat yeah, speed I mean, is gone. Yeah. That's what it is. The bat speed is gone. It's not his fault. No, he <laughs> he, he was not right. He was not so. He was supposed to play maybe once a week. He was supposed to maybe be a clubhouse presence and leadership, mm-hmm. which I think might be an issue as well. Tough to tell, not being in the clubhouse. But um, yeah, they got a lot of decisions to make, and it would be it. It would almost be you know when I was filling in for DCR, they had uh, they do that segment of. Uh, uh, a cuddle, marry, or trash. Like after you have three things, you got to put them into the different slots. And uh-huh. it was if the Yankees will the Yankees be buyers, will the Yankees be sellers, or will the Yankees stand pat? It would be better. And I said at the time, it would be better. I would rather them if they're not going to be buyers, be sellers. Mm-hmm. Don't just stand pat because that's not this group. You know what you got now, right? Like this group is not working. So I'd much rather you be sellers. Now I don't know what you can sell, but I'd rather you be sellers and try to to start the process at this point rather than just say, well, you know what? This is what we got. We'll throw it out there for another 50, 60 games and see where it winds up because it's pretty clear at this point. You're not as good as the Red Sox. You're not as good as the Rays. You may be better than the Blue Jays, but this team, this is not This is not a playoff team. No. Mm-mm. Not I mean, right come now. on. It's ridiculous. They really aren't. They really aren't. And, uh, oh, by the way, thank you, Tampa, for Rich Hill, I think. We'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Before we get to the phone, what is that right? Gary Sanchez? Yeah, spasms? Gary Sanchez, mid-back spasms. I don't know what mid – I guess it's just in the mid-back region. I don't know if that's more serious than just regular back spasms. I'm not exactly sure. But, yeah, that, according to the S Network, he left with back spasms. So, when we're talking about the Yankee lineup, which doesn't have all that many guys that you think that you can rely on, Gary Sanchez might be one of those guys. And now, I would guess for sure, he's certainly not going to play tomorrow. And when he does play again – who knows? Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Yeah, good to talk to you boys this week. A pleasure for me. It's four months that I'm here. And uh, when I was driving down that Saturday morning, my wife and I, we followed you all the way. I remember calling both of you. It was a Sunday, I believe, and talking to you. And uh, it's been great for me uh, in a lot of ways because I've taken uh, my radio guys with me, my friends. <laughs> but, boy, last night, Gordon, I was uh, I was going to pick up the phone, and they, when I saw that guy, pardon me for getting the name, the guy that got the save the night before, and now he's back in the minors. Frisky. You know, Frisky. They, but they bring a guy like that in, and I've watched sports a long time. You know I'm 75 now. Four wild pitches, when the one went to the backstop, doesn't Boone come out and yank him? I mean, am I missing no, something here? Remember, and, you got the three-batter rule. So he's got he's got to ride with him, uh, right? But but the fact that Glaber actually was the one who could tell that the kid needed like a little bit of a blow, like nobody from the dugout came out to talk to him at all, right? That's not a well, great yeah, sign. He, here's the odd part to me. This is what puzzles me. They go to him. He pitched fine the night before. Now when's the last time you've seen anyone go back to back? 
it's, it's, I know guys are out. I know he doesn't trust Chapman. Last night's game is the nail in the coffin. I hate to even use that expression, but that's, that's a metaphor, as we know. It's just over for them. It was over last night. They could have, they could have, they go with a two run lead. Green has been pretty good, but when he's bad, he's very bad. And, uh, I don't understand. Chapman, I heard Michael say today, he's a big guy. He's your guy. We were spoiled with Mariano Rivera Gordon, as Yankee guys. Oh, yeah. Never in the history yeah. of this game, anyone even smell that guy, really. But listen, this is the way it is. You're happy tonight, Larry. I uh, watched a little bit. I got everything here so I can watch like I'm, I'm back in Jersey or Brooklyn when I grew up. And, uh, you know, the Mets look like they're in a good spot. Michael keeps saying that he's seen all the teams. They don't, nothing looks good. You know, the Braves, we all know the stuff there. The Mets look like if they get any help, on, on if the Grom comes back, they'll be a threat. Picking up the old guy, Hill, I'm calling, I'm calling someone old, right? I mean, that's a good deal for them. I mean, if, if you can throw the ball, because, you know, he always loaded it up. He always yeah. threw that blanket stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, listen, it's what we got. you got to root for your team. So I'm going to have a tough time watching the Yankees anymore this year. You know, I'm really going to have a tough time. But the one last thing. Be careful, boys. Uh, Larry, you know, we communicated. I'll tell you too, Gordon. Uh, not to end on a bad note, but as a public service message, I was telling Brian, COVID's really bad down here. They got a new strain came up from Peru. This uh, the Delta variant. The hospitals are full. I had to go for some testing, so on and so forth. And they, they're not allowing visitors. It's back to what we saw in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Uh, what a year ago! I mean, it's scary, and uh, just be careful, everybody. If you got the vaccine, doesn't make you immune to this new variant. In some cases, have a good weekend, boys. All right, Spike. Thanks, yeah, thanks for checking. I, and in. I was actually down in Florida last week, mm. so uh, we booked a trip. You know, thinking that everything was trending in the right direction. Sure. And uh, we got off the plane. <laughs> And the first thing my wife said is, we're all getting tested. <laughs> and the test all came back negative. So, great, um, great. Yeah, but uh, down there, woof, man, it's another world. I thought she was going to say, let's get back on the plane. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although Newark will do that to you every once in a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know what? Last night, and I thought about this after we ended the show, last night reminded me of an old line that Rex Ryan used to use when I was covering the Jets. And he was head coach. He used to always say, you try not to lose next week's game because of how you lost this oh week's game. Oh, my God. That, that is absolutely – you're absolutely right. And, Gordon, they lost this game tonight last night. I'm just telling you. They lost yeah. this game tonight last night. And for, for Cole, who gave you everything, I mean, you look up, he's got 102 pitches in the fifth inning. They just he could just put anybody away. He had innings where he could, and then they just – they made him work. And I just think – if they win that game last night, there's a different energy. You know what I mean? Coming yep, into no, this absolutely. game tonight for the players. And, and that, that's what it reminded me of. You don't lose two games. Don't make a one-game losing streak, too. And I think that's what they did. And I also feel like last night, like it was almost like they're like, well, we want to have the best chance to win every game of this series rather than attacking last night's game as let's get this win and yeah. all – you know, there, as I said last night, there is no tomorrow. It, every day is tomorrow, right? Like, every day is critical time. And I feel like with the moves that they made out of the bullpen. Now, look, at the end of the day, I do feel like Aaron Boone's getting a little bit too much blame because Chad Green, that's the spot you want to put Chad Green in. Yeah. Right? Like, that, it, it's up to him to do his job. But, you know, taking um, 
taking Sessa out when he did, I feel like that was a little bit of a mistake. And then the 10th inning. The, if you don't have a better option than a kid that's thrown 10 innings in the majors, has given up 14 runs, seven home runs, has thrown, I think, seven wild pitches. Or maybe it's four home runs, seven wild pitches, whatever. If that's the best option that the Yankees have, the New York Yankees, that's the best option you have, well, then it's time to, to open up the floodgates and start selling off pieces because if that's the best you got, you're not very good. You're right. You're right. Brock is in Newark. Hey, Brock, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, long time no speak, brother. Hey, Brock, good what's to hear your voice, man. I'm well. I'm well. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well, too. And tell your boy, don't take no cheap shots at Newark, man. We got a new terminal <laughs> coming, too. No, I'm talking about the airport. That airport is a disaster. Come on. We, look, we're, we're all, you know, we all can admit that. Listen, we, got a new, we got a new terminal coming, Terminal 1. So, so get ready. To <laughs> is it money. the same people that are running all the other terminals? <laughs> <laughs> Even Brock is laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Oh, but um, I just wanted to say I'm just so happy for my Mets. I'm just mm-hmm. so happy. I'm just so happy. I mean, I made a pack. I will not uh, watch any games as long as they continue to win. So, you know, the fact that I look at the score and we've won, I'm, I'm happy about that. I need the rest of New York. New Jersey. Everybody just get happy for the Mets, man. Wait you a know, minute, Brock. Stop hold, down hold, on, hold on a second, Brock. Hold on. Yes, you sir. made a pack as you, as a Mets fan that you're not going to yes. watch any games as long as they win. I'm going to make that pack as long as they're winning. What brought that on? <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with that? What you know, we're superstitious. Well, wow. what happened was they were. I didn't. I, I wasn't watching um, the games, and they just. I just kept hearing my friend was like, "Oh, they won. They won." And I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch the games because I feel like, you know, I'm going to mess them up. You know, I don't even want to. But you why know, weren't you watching the games the in the first school. place? Well, well, I've been working. I'm working three oh, okay. jobs now, so okay. I really don't wow. have the time, you know. But, again, just to see the score and we won and to hear you guys go off uh, about this and that, you know, the ground is coming back and he's definitely going to be trouble. Oh, and um, I'm just so happy for my team right now. I'm just so proud. Well, I will say this, Brock. I will say this, my friend, and and keep not watching. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. Uh, for them to the thing that's been most encouraging, Gordon, about the Mets is they've been finding ways to get extra run support, and that's what you're starting to like now. And you know, we mentioned the Rich Hill briefly, and I think he's a guy. Listen, he's a guy who here's you know what I'm a I'm a let's go to break, and when I come back, I'll share I'll share with you my thoughts on Rich Hill because there's a very very positive. But there's, you know me, there's something in the back it of my mind be, that's right. nagging. There has to be some nagging doubt back there. It's I knew that be. that was coming. It's got to be. And I'll share it with you next. Well, the Yankees are going very quietly in the ninth inning. Well, at least they're getting the game over quickly, Larry, so we can get that postgame sound. Oh, yes. I know you want to ask Aaron. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait for all the answers. Although the bullpen, it got more rest, right? I mean, it was perfectly yes. rested today, so mm-hmm. can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, can't wait for tomorrow. Here's my issue. I'll get back to the phones in a second. Listen, Rich Hill, experienced guy, lefty, which you could use in the, in, in the rotation, 41 years of age. Uh, last couple of outings have not been great. Last five starts, he's got 24 hit, 12 runs, walks, four home runs, so he hasn't been as good as he was early. But listen, if you're the Mets, you need somebody that can pitch innings, and he's a guy that can gobble up innings. So those are all the positives, all right? And he's versatile. You can use him out of the bullpen. So when everybody comes back, you know, 
he's back at the end rotation now. You got double headers. I mean, you looked at the schedule. Everybody's TBA was right. pitching for the And you gave up nothing to get him. He gave up nothing. Right. Gordon, I hear all the logic. Well, it was yes. money. They had the I know money it's coming, Larry. They got this. Right. Why is Tampa Bay getting rid of exactly. him? And I know there are other lefties. I know. Gordon, why are they getting rid of him? And so in the back of my mind, there's just little, there's just nagging question mark. Because I look at them, not comparatively, not saying championships or whatnot, but I look at them kind of the way I look at Belichick in New England. Absolutely. They get rid of people before they're done. And Mm -hmm. so if they're ready to get rid of him before the trade deadline, and obviously the Mets have been looking, and if you're another team, I mean, I'd want to hold up the Mets. They need pitching. I'm trying to get as much as I can from them. They're in a desperate situation. I didn't give up much, and I got him. I, I, I guys, question mark nagging me, Gordon. It is, it just is. I can, I can definitely see that uh, because there are certain teams that you just don't trust making deals with, and when you see that, you know, they were willing to give him up for Tommy Hunter and a minor league catcher. Uh, just knowing who the Rays are, we always say they're better at the, ba- at the at the business of baseball than anybody else. I can understand why you would be a little leery. But look, again, you didn't give up much to get him. Nope. You desperately need a healthy body who can go out there and give you some innings on a regular basis. Hill has been able to do that. His numbers, as you said, are not basically trending in the right direction. But – he, he, I think, will provide you what, he, what you're looking for. I don't think this deal precludes you from being done. I think you're still going to do other things, but this is just now somebody you can slot in for wherever it is. Was it, um, I don't know when he would start and make his next start. But he could it, be Monday. Yeah, he you got some openings, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what, when is he starting? When can he get here? Um, that's right. Yeah, so I think that that's a fine thing. You know, it's a fine deal to make. And uh, But I can understand your reasoning of, hey, you know what? Why are the Rays giving this guy up when it's clear they're in buying mode, right? They just went mm-hmm. out and got Nelson Cruz. Exactly. And then less than 12 hours later, they're dealing you Rich Hill. Yeah, and I, once again, I hear all the lots of well, money yeah. and all this stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And Gordon, I wish I, I wish I could just be that guy that just says, "Oh yeah, it's great. We got us, we got the picture we have." I, I wish I could be that guy, but there's this, there's this little yeah. nagging question in the back of my head. Yep, it's, it's you know, it's frustrating to be me sometimes as a fan. <laughs> and look, I, look, there are some times where I will say to you that I think that the the past pains are 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 the reason why you're feeling this way. It's not really a legitimate feeling to have. Mm-hmm. This one's a legitimate feeling to have. Making mm-hmm. a deal. Why are the Rays giving this guy away when they're not real? I mean, I don't know the, the, the minor league catcher that you gave, Matt Dwyer, or Matt Dyer. I, I've never heard of him before, so I don't think that he's some big-time prospect. So uh, this one, to me, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it's a little concerning. Back to the phones we go. Let's talk to Buddha in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're up next on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, what's going on, guys? How you doing, man? Buddha. <laughs> Listen, man, I mean, uh, you know, Papa lost, but you, you spoke about it. I mean, uh, what's the guy's name? Christy. Listen, forget about Boone not knowing he should have took him out. If you looked at that kid's face, it was screaming. Get me out of this game. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, you know, for the 8 of 12 or, or whatever it's been for the last whatever, these things hurt us. We need this thing to fully implode. I, I'm telling you, you, it really has to. Because the last thing you want is 
is for them to figure out that they're going to try to do this again next year. I mean, Boone is a manager. He's not a skipper. The Yankees need a skipper. A skipper leads Sessa in that game. What do you, how many pitches did he throw in the inning four? Five, what, five pitches? Five a pitches skipper leads Sessa in that game. It didn't make any sense, and it's permeated now throughout the whole. Like, Boone doesn't even know what to do anymore. He's hesitant. He's hesitant. They didn't even get anybody up in that bullpen. I mean, after the third wild pitch, forget about letting him pitch to the next <laughs> right. batter. Right, after yeah. that third wild pitch. Oh my God. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you know, you know what I really realized that they were they were gonna lose that game yesterday and the game today? Is when the young man when when, when the Red Sox threw the wild pitch, the young man hesitated and then he tried to steal second and got thrown yeah. out. If he just goes full speed, he's making it into second base easily. And that's the whole atmosphere of the team. Everybody's doubting themselves. I mean, Boone, it's a done deal. You know that they can't bring him back. If they bring Cashman back, I mean, the fans are going to go ballistic here. But something has to – I mean, I don't even know. Even if they like, they, they, they tried to buy, what would you get? Buy to get to where? You're not even going to get that second wild card. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, unfortunately, Buddha, the things that they're mentioning, they're not really the areas uh, of, uh, you know, like, is Trevor Story going to fix the Yankee offense that has, like, five guys in it that really aren't major league players? Like, you can get by with, like, one or two guys, but when you got four or five of them, you know, Trevor Story is not going to fix. Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo is now going to fix the, 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 I mean, the, even the things that they're mentioning. They need a, a starting pitcher. They need a reliever that can come in and, and get some outs in the middle of the game. Um, they need to figure out who their closer is. I mean, and the lineup. I mean, there's so many different things that you're right. I mean, buying at the deadline, you, you'd have to buy four or five things. Hey, listen, for what they – like, to be honest with you, where we are as a team, I mean, you never want to root for your team to lose. Uh, thank you, Greg Williams. He tried. He, tried, he did the best we could for us <laughs> last year as a Jets. That, that was the only time I, I, in my life that I really wanted my team to lose. But you don't want your team to lose, but there's a big part of me. I, I mean, I was conflicted for a while, but these guys, this, this thing needs to, to bottom out because the more that they teeter around five or it's going to give that 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 facade. They're going to be able to explain it away. We don't, we don't yep. fix this. This cannot be fixed. Not not even to be honest with you. If you want to really look at it like as a real fan, like with some clarity, this can't get fixed next year. They have to turn things over in a way that's going to take two to three years to get this team where we need to go. And and, and it starts with Halstein, but to be honest with you, it really does. I mean, boom. Cashman, they're the tentacles. His approach, this crockpot approach to getting the team right, you know, there's a laissez-faire attitude of, you know, we spent some. Listen, if you got to spend some more, you got to spend some more. This is not going to work out. These other teams, the reason why that they're getting more with less is because the teams were built differently. It's not just about the amount of money that was spent. It's about the pieces that are in place. I mean, that Stanton thing. Is an anchor. I, I don't know what you could do about that, but you got to change it. I mean, Judge, really, you got Judge, you got LeMayhew. Um, if Gleyber Torres 
starts hitting again, I, I, I'd be ready to move him, too, to be quite honest with you. And I, I don't really see much that you have here that you could work with moving forward. Just to kind of give you an idea of what the Yankees are working with beyond this year, I mean, all the guys who are making significant money, they're all locked in, yeah. right? Like DJ LeMayhew, he signed for five more years, right? Mm. Um, Hicks, he's making $10 million a year. He's on the payroll books until 2025. Mm. Um, obviously, Stanton's deal. Although, look, I mean, for all the talk about Stanton, Stanton's making $22 million for the Yankees. The Yankees should, even if he's terrible, even if he's not playing, the Yankees' payroll should be able to figure, I mean, with the amount of money the Yankees make, they can figure out a way around that. Now, look, sure. it's a terrible deal. It's one you shouldn't have made, all the things we've stated a thousand times before. But, I mean, you know, it should not be the albatross, I think, that maybe we're making it out to be because the Yankees should be able, I mean, they've done that in the past. They've had bad contracts, and they figure out a way around it by spending some more money. But, no, they got a lot. I mean, they got a lot to do. They got a lot to figure out after this year. Well, hopefully with the fact that they once they get past this year and it resets, then they'll have the opportunity to do some more things. And what they need to do very simply is winning teams are able to pitch well and play defense. And then you worry about your scoring, right? You pitch well and play defense because that keeps you in games. The first thing they've got to do is they've got to shore up that rotation. They really do. I mean, Kluber and Ty on Ty and listen, give Ty on credit. He's pitching better. But you knew that was a gamble going in with those two guys. And you've never, you've never really had a solid five-man rotation for this for this team all season long. No. And think about it. If they get rid of the shift next year, think about how much more you'll need to improve that starting rotation. The Yankees right. rely on those shifts a lot. They do a great do. job with that. Uh, but if they get rid of the shift, yeah, there's going to be more, even more of a focus on starting pitching and solving that, which has never really been a strength of Brian Cashman. Maybe they'll get rid of it. Well, if they get rid of the shift. No second baseman start no but run at second base in extra innings. Uh, maybe no sabermetrics. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfor- you know what? Unfortunately, though, that's not uh, even as much as we give Cashman the blame for that. Yeah. That yeah. comes from the owner, man. The owner is a numbers guy. And again, just remember, Brian Cashman didn't, I don't think, start in this as some Bill James disciple. He's come around. He's learned this as he's gone, and I think he's learned it because he knows the guy upstairs is a big believer. So if he's not a big believer in it, he's not going to be here. So I think that that's partly where it comes from. Now, look, the Yankees have had some successes through analytics. Every team does. But last night, to me, that was a perfect example of not really having a feel for it, but having it pre-scripted. Well, if we get Mm -hmm. to this spot, we're going to use this guy. We're going to use – well, it's the ninth inning, so we definitely have to use Chad Green here. When Green has had his issues, I mean, the, the series in, in Houston, he got, you know, battered around as well. So uh, a lot of issues with the Yankees. They lead the league in issues, Larry. They do. They do. It's very simple for me. I, got, I get the sabermetrics. I get numbers. Numbers have been in baseball forever, forever. Everybody's had a book. Everybody's had little notes. Everybody's mm-hmm. had situations. But you got to rely on your eyes, too, sometimes. Absolutely. You have to rely on what you see. And last night, even though I get that he got you to Green, just think about this. If you bring Sessa back out and he does the same thing he did in that inning, you give Green an extra day, and now you've got yep. Green tonight Absolutely. to back up to back up a Cole. So those are the things that, you know, sometimes you can be too reliant on numbers. And just like Yankee fans are just so frustrated with all we do is hit home runs, all we do is hit home runs, all we do is hit home runs, it's a balance. And they haven't found that balance upstairs or on the field. They just haven't. 
Nope. Just have it. Also be on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, I don't know if you noticed, but the Mets now have a home run horse. I did notice this. Now, I'm for fun. Right. I'm all for celebration. I know that the apple is no more. Right. <laughs> so the hitting coach has come up with a home run horse. Yeah. So every time there's a home run, I guess you ride this miniature horse, this little yeah. stuffed horse, uh -huh. and you ride him up and down the dugout. And tonight, sure. uh, Pete Alonso had fun with his little horse. No pun intended. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you, you see these other th other teams. The Red Sox have the the laundry cart, is it mm -hmm. right? That they, yeah. you know, the guy goes for a ride in the laundry cart. The Padres have like some big <laughs> Padres chain that the guy <laughs> wears around his neck, like a big medallion that I saw. So mm -hmm. look, I, you know, it's uh, it's guys having fun. Yes, you, I, I think that's all it is. If it's not rubbing it in the other team's face, I don't really have a problem with it. So. Um, I don't either because it's in yeah. the dugout. That's the right, best part of it. It's in the about dugout, it. right? The the the, the, uh, the panda has the big panda head down in Atlanta. You know, they all every team kind of has their thing. The Yankees don't have anything. They just sit around moping because <laughs> 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 they need a thing. They need a thing, Larry. Yeah, well, they used they to have a COVID. Thing. That's their thing. Unfortunately, what, what, they keep what? getting the COVID. Who they was need the a guy? better thing? Who was the guy that used to take the video pictures? Oh, Torres. Yeah, well, he's with the, yeah, the, he's with the in Phillies Philly. now. He's yeah. with Didi. Yeah. The Toe Show, right? The, the, the Toe right. Night Show, I think it That's was, a, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, when you're, you know, when you're having fun, when you're winning games, everything's fun, right? When you're it losing is. games, if they did stuff like that and we're losing games, people will be like, well, you got to focus more on the it's games. True. It's, it's true. a game at the There's end of the something. day, so you should be trying to have some fun. Maybe the Yankees got to come up with something to have a little bit of fun. God knows the manager's not doing anything else. You know, we were <laughs> Play some Monopoly, guys. Get the Monopoly board out. You know, we were talking a couple of minutes ago about being lucky yeah. and unlucky because it goes both ways, right? And look at this scenario. How is it that you get, and I'm not saying you didn't need them, but you get a couple of pitchers back before you get Urcella and Judge back? Yeah. Oh, like, wouldn't you, not that you want to, choose right no but, i mean but, you'd rather have judge and Ursella back yeah well you'd rather have judge than anybody right he's the he's the big bat he's the star in your lineup and you'd like to get him back sooner rather than later and i'm sure even when you get him back i don't know how much baseball is he doing baseball stuff i'm sure he probably is doing something but yeah i don't i don't know necessarily it's going to be the type of thing especially with the yankees <laughs> he'll play two games you got to get him a rest he's been on his yeah. feet the last two days yeah. oh my god it's, and the frustrating thing with him is he was hitting, and so you know it's going to take mm -hmm. him a minute to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, you need you need as many guys in the lineup as you can get because this lineup, I mean, it's just – even when they were winning games, I mean, they were scratching by by the skin of their teeth, and it's great mm -hmm. when you can win games any way you can, but over the long haul, relying on these guys, there's a reason why, again, you can get by with one or two of them in the lineup, but when it's four yeah. or five, I mean – It's rough. It's you can't do it. No, it's no. You can't, especially playing a team like Boston, right? Or exactly. Tampa. Yeah. I mean, you can maneuver some games against teams that are lesser than that, that don't have that talent, and don't have the depth of pitching. Where you can, this is where those guys that 
perform well, they can get a couple of hits here, right? They can find ways to manufacture runs against teams like that. And that's what I think fans don't understand, that you've got different layers of teams, right? You've got your upper echelon teams, and you've got middle of the pack, and you've got the worst teams. And so with other teams than the top teams in the league, you can get by with injuries. You can get by. Look, look at the Phillies. As you and Michael K continue to point out, they're, they're, they're not going to catch the Mets. Look who they are. And look how the Yankees, who gave up runs, were able to score runs back and win that second game. Mm-hmm. Because you can do that against a team like that, a struggling team, a team that's not as talented. A middle-of-the-road team. They're 500 ball club, much like you. So you can do that against teams like that. But when you play teams playing 600, 700 ball and a little better, Gordon, it's tough for you to get by there because they're just too talented. They're too deep. Yeah, they, and, and they make the plays that you consistently don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like they get the things that they can come through in the big spot. I mean, Boston right now, I'm not, I'm not positive, but I think they have the best record in the entire American League. It's not just the American League East. They're the, the, the Rays and the, and the Red Sox might have the best records in the American League right now. Wow. So, I mean, it's a step up in class, and, and unfortunately the Yankees have proven – over the course of the season, they are not in that class. Yeah, I mean, they're what are they now? Two and nine against the Red Sox. Two and ten yeah, against yeah. the Red Sox. Yeah, not good. No, not good. You you you're not you're not catching them playing playing ball like that. Right. You, you <laughs> if you can't beat them when you play them, you have no chance of catching them. And look, That's I right. think that I think the odds of them catching them are already a kind of a pipe dream, considering. You know, what you got going on as a team. But the Yankees have played. I mean, we, we crushed Boone and all this. I think they've mm-hmm. actually kind of maybe overachieved. Like, usually if your run differential is close to break even, mm-hmm. that's generally what your record is. The Yankees are five games over or four games over now, right? Mm-hmm. Their run differential is plus five. The yeah. Blue Jays' run differential is plus 80. Yeah, it's a big difference. Big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference. Yeah. And by the way, it's the Giants with the best record. They're sixty-one and thirty-five. Got six thirty-five percent winning percentage. And Boston yeah, they, is, uh, well, they have the best record in baseball. Baseball, but the right? Red Sox have the. Uh, let me say sixty. Yeah, they have the best yeah, record in the American League. Yeah, Astros they do. are fifty-eight and thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. White Sox fifty-eight and thirty-nine, and then mm-hmm. the, the the Rays and the Red Sox have the two best records in in the American League. Yes, they do. And the Giants. How about the Giants? I, I don't. I, I still don't understand it. It's on the West Coast, so I, I feel like I don't necessarily have to understand. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing. It's amazing. It, it's, it's, amazing. It's, it's It's incredible. You know, and, and they're beating the Dodgers. The, right. You know and they're beating the Dodgers and the Padres, right? Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. Whom, whom were supposed to be much better than them. Much. Oh, I mean, that was that was the, the debate, right? Who wins the NL West? And, and, and that's obviously going to be the team that, that goes to the World Series. Uh, look, the Giants, they have come on much faster than I think anybody could have thought. No doubt about that. I don't that. think anybody could have expected this. Agreed. Joseph Wanta, hey, Joe, you're next on 98.7. Hey, gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to weigh in on the um, Giannis conversation real quick, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm, good. Um, so I've been hearing a lot um, about how he's, like, the best player in the NBA now, um, according to, like, an ESPN poll, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think that conversation is being framed poorly, if I may. Um, I think the category that he's the best at is he's the best all-star with the room for the most potential growth. I mean, the guy is a physical specimen unlike any other. He can get to the rack like nobody's business, you know, and, and 
he has his raw game is enough, and it was enough to win them the finals this year. You know, so I think if he could develop the other facets of his game, like he's already, you know, an NBA Finals MVP to begin with. Imagine where he'll be when the rest of his game is as, as refined as somebody like LeBron's. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to frame it like that. Not to take anything away from the guy, but, you I mean, no. in the NBA, there's a lot more skilled players than him, I think. And see, Joe, thanks for the phone call, because that brings up a whole other discussion of what what makes you a great player. Is it skill? Is it because there's other – listen, Kevin Durant's a far better scorer than he is, than Giannis is. He's, he's a better shooter. He's got more range than Giannis. He's a better free throw shooter. But Giannis is more physical – in the painted area than Durant is. They're both great rebounders. They're both really good defenders. So how do you figure, how do you choose who's the best? Because everybody, there's something missing from everybody's game. Nobody has the perfect game. Nobody does. There's always something missing. And it's it's really like, you know, what, what they always say about fights, Gordon, styles make fights. It really depends on what style you're going against to match up to best take away from their ability to play offense to you? I took it as there's been a question of like when LeBron and maybe KD start to, you know, hit their decline phase or or retire, who's the next face of the NBA? Mm -hmm. And with Giannis winning this, given with what he's already done in his career in terms of MVPs and defensive player of the year, I took it as, well, he's going to be the next face of the league. I don't know mm-hmm. that I necessarily agree with that, but I can see where, where it's going there, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's already accomplished quite a bit. If he adds another title or two, you know, that's obviously going to be – he is going to be one of the faces of the league. But in terms of is he the best player right now, I don't think he's the best player right now. I mean, if it weren't for, you know, KD's size 18 <laughs> shoe stepping on the three-point line – or for Kyrie to get, I mean, they, in that series, they were getting destroyed in that series until yeah. Kyrie went down. So, yeah. um, look, he's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal story. He's a fresh story, which media always loves, right? We've told oh, yeah. all the stories about LeBron. We've told all the stories about KD. It's hard to tell new stories about those guys because we know their greatness. Giannis is a little bit more of a fresh story, so that's why it feels a little bit better, and, and that's why people love it so much. Trust me. If Giannis does turn out to be the next guy who's, who's in the finals all the time and is winning all the time, we'll get sick of him too. Yeah. It doesn't matter how nice a guy he is or what a great – we'll get sick of him too, and then the next person that comes along will say, oh, look at this guy. This is such a great story here. So I think that plays into it as well. It's the first time the Bucks have won in forever, and it's his first title, so it feels a little bit fresher. And then, unfairly, if he doesn't get back, he's going to be a one-hit wonder. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, it was a fluke. It was this. Right, now, of course. And then, you know what will happen? If if it turns out in the next three years he doesn't win, he'll say, wait a second, I got to get more titles. I got to go someplace to win. I won your title here. And then, oh, then it will all turn. How dare he go someplace else and need more help? Oh, it's outrageous. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. After he spent the, after they gave him the big contract. Right. And- oh, he's running off now. He's got to join some super team. He wouldn't be the first to decry super teams and then turn around and join a super team. That's right. That's right. Brooklyn you sure would did that too. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.